0: Welcome to Making of a Diva. I'm your host, Erica Sherrick. The Making of a Diva podcast is about life transition and empowerment when life doesn't quite go as planned. My guests and myself talk about how we have dealt with change and adversity. Follow me through life's journey to find the strength and compassion within yourself for your own divadom. Topics and discussions are from my experiences and my guest experiences only. This is not therapy, nor is anything discussed a substitute for speaking with a licensed professional. Today we have back again, once more, Daniel Yaris. Oh, well, that's me. Rhymes with Paris. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we're gonna we're gonna talk about a little bit controversial. we controversial
1: here. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. So we want to talk about being gay today versus being gay yesterday.
1: Mm, absolutely. absolutely.
0: So I I am not gay. I am a cis white. What, what am I? What you told me before? What my what my my labels were? You, cis
1: white. You are a privileged white bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Hence, making of a diva.
0: Well, yeah, this is true. So first, let's talk about being gay yesterday. Like, Mm. what was it when when you first came out and stuff? What was it like? Talk to me.
1: Well, it's interesting because I would like to think I was going on my own journey. And then the world around me just happened to be opening up at the same time. But... Most likely, as I was going on my journey, I was probably riding the coattails of everything else that was sort of happening around me. So, you know, when I was uh, younger, I was uh, trying to sort of figure it all out. And by the time I was entering the acknowledgement of, you know, I think this is what I am. I was also seeing in popular culture... uh, Imagery, characters, storylines, music, um, performance. And
0: this was, uh, all was all the,
1: was it, this was all in the 80s. I'm um, 80s going into 90s. And yeah. also, I was very much influenced by, uh, you know, AIDS because right. that was being talked about all the time and um, on the news. And so, all of this was sort of referencing my development. And uh, You know, by the time I got to New York, um, Will and Grace, uh, I believe, came out in like 1998, and I came to New York in 1998. In fact, I wasn't even watching Will and Grace. You weren't? No, I mean, I started watching it later on, but by the time I got to New York, like that was my entertainment. Like I didn't turn to the boob tube for entertainment. I just turned to the city. You know, I just walked <laughs> out of my apartment. Well, I mean,
0: <laughs> there's sometimes the city is like way more, oh, yeah, oh, entertaining yeah.
1: than than TV. That's oh me. yeah, I mean, you know, every corner I went around there was a show to be seen. Um, and uh, this is of course before social media. Um, So people really let it all hang out. So when I moved to New York, and a lot of people, when they think of New York, they think of Manhattan. They don't Mm -hmm. necessarily think of the other five boroughs. But uh, if you don't know the map of Manhattan, the sort of old school gay area is down in the village, which is sort of lower Manhattan. Um, By the time I got to New York, it was sort of changing its location. I mean, there still is a gay community down there in the village, but it was moving up to an area called Chelsea, which is around 23rd Street. So the whole Chelsea area was the happening new Ah. area. I went to this nightclub called The Web, and The Web was the premier gay Asian nightclub. Mm -hmm. So when I moved to New York there was there was a lot of variety and diversity in terms of how clubs were being promoted. Over time, the whole essence of nightclubs in New York really has been stifled and sort of suffocated. It, it sort of is coming back a little bit. But anyway, I went to this nightclub called The Web. And when I was there, I think like the first night I went to that place, I met one of my best friends, Dennis, who you've met, right? You've met Dennis. I love Dennis. And and and, and I remembered, like, I met this guy, and I felt like he was uh, crazy, but he was like entertaining, <laughs> right? Yeah, but he was yeah. crazy, but he was entertaining, and I just remembered the voice in my head, whatever that voice is, saying. I don't know about this guy, but I think he's going to be your first New York friend, like real friend. Mm -hmm. And even though I didn't necessarily see in his sort of like, uh, just to paint the picture, he's like having drinks, he's getting free drinks, he's introducing me to like different people. Most of them are either Korean or Japanese, my friend uh, Dennis is a Filipino background, and he has a crazy laugh and, you know, I'm seeing him put money in uh, the G strings of go-go dancers. And he has this sort of like uh spiral around him, this aura around him of, I like to have a good time. And I'm still a little bit more reserved. Like I want to protect myself. <laughs> and, but I was like, you know what? I think we're going to be friends with this guy. So, so, can, yeah. so is it possible? Because yeah.
0: that's like, that's, I guess it's, it's you know, trying to translate for, for people. Is it possible for two gay men to be just friends, to be best friends without having some kind of. Oh yeah.
1: Curricular. Well, yeah. And and that was actually part of my journey of sort of getting to where I got to is that I think when I first moved to New York, there were a lot of gay guys that knew that I was like new to the scene. They could just smell it on me. You know they could just smell fresh meat.
0: You didn't have that stank yet.
1: Yeah, I didn't have the stank yet. And so the thing is that they 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 just want to corrupt it. They like they they want it. And I was just like you know like you know putting like a shawl around me. Like I I declare you know if I had pearls I would clutch them. I just I just never I never I thought about it, but I never. And so gay men are really no different than straight men other than they like to be with other men. But men are really not much different than dogs, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like actual dogs. And you know how if you go to a dog park, it actually doesn't even have to be a dog park, but let me paint the picture of a dog park, and you bring your dog to the dog park, and then they want to go around and sniff other dogs? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that's... That's gay men. And so um, to I, I had read it someplace, I think more than once, and then it solidified in my head that a blowjob between gay men is on par as a businessman's handshake. And so, yeah, you know, that's at some point, that's how I would introduce myself or that's how someone would introduce themselves to me.
0: Do you just like when you go into a bar you just kind of sit next to somebody you kind of take a sniff and you walk yourself back to the to the restroom and then you well, uh, yourself
1: okay okay all right uh, so um i'm going to answer that question but i'm going to okay. answer that question by going back to me talking about Chelsea for a okay. second.
0: all right. Let's go. So,
1: to so you know, I, I meet Dennis. You know, uh, he's a friend. Uh, he worked at a Japanese restaurant, which was in, still a little bit in the village near NYU. And you know, he would be like, "Come by my bar. I'll give you free drinks. I'll give you some food." And so, uh, I started a friendship there, right, based on the barter system of friendship. But the place to sort of like really sort of hang out at that time and it sort of even evolved and changed even to now was chelsea now a lot of the new gay bars are all in an area called hell's kitchen and they get the title of hell's kitchen because there would be a lot of new restaurants that would be popping up in this part of uh, the city which is more of the theater area and um so yeah with like all these new restaurants and i guess um restaurants catching on fire they got the term "house kitchen yeah. but anyway in chelsea when i first moved to new york this is like the 23rd street area there was still a remnant of aids mm-hmm. that was still being dealt with and so the body concept of men was the gym because if you can remember, um, one of the signs, of uh, the telltale signs that someone had AIDS was they got very sickly. They got very skinny. And it's like, oh, that's that's the disease. That's the face of the disease. So what men would do to sort of show that they're on the opposite side of that is um, they were going to the gym all the time. And when I got to New York, the phrase was Chelsea boys, he has a Chelsea body. And so there'd be all these little gyms in the Chelsea area, all these gay guys are working out all the time, great bodies. And of course, when I first moved to New York, I didn't have, as I said, a pot to piss in. So I'm like, I don't got money to go to the gym. So I, I felt very insecure about, you know, I, I want to keep up with the 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 Chelsea boys and um they, they're advanced. So I was still doing a lot of watching, watching the habitat, you know, like like a PBS, you know, nature uh show, like um, you know, look at the you know the honey badger in its wildlife. You know, honey badger doesn't give a shit. And uh yeah, and so now the, the remnants of AIDS is and HIV is not as prevalent. I mean, there will still be commercials about HIV and different drugs that you can take. But if I go to the gay bars now, as someone who's approaching closer to 50, I don't see really the muscle-bound body types anymore. And it's just so interesting to me to just, I've seen this whole evolution in Gay representation: How to present yourselves, how to look, and so. Uh, so,
0: how is it different? I mean, like back in the day, you know, yeah. I mean, everybody's going to the gym and and doing all that, and mm-hmm. but now, not so much.
1: Not so much now. It's it's something because this isn't a gay film, um, but you know, it it has a you know some flavor and flair to it. There's a documentary called uh, Bill Cunningham. That's just the name of it is Bill Cunningham. And Bill Cunningham was a photographer. Um, I actually met him before. And he used to have a, um, it was the Sunday section of the Times. Um, What was it? It was like the style section. They would showcase photos of of his where he would be photographing people on the street. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is going from, I believe, like the 70s through the 80s into the 90s. And it was sort of a um, a mark or, you know, put a pin in this of where fashion was going, because there'd be how fashion was being portrayed in the magazines. But then Bill would be photographing what women on the streets were actually wearing. And this would also inform the fashion industry in terms of uh you know, what was popular? What was high society or trendy people wearing? And I state all of this because it's a really good documentary because it kind of spans time and how things have changed and also how the internet, when it sort of jumped out there, it also changed the way that style was being presented on the streets of even New York. Because if you think about fashion, There's Milan, there's Paris, there's New York. And in the time that I've lived in New York, I've seen the scene change so much to like, now people are just trying to look comfortable. And the internet is the new town square. And it's also the new place of celebrities and people finding themselves. And so I've seen on the streets of New York where I could go to certain districts Whether it be Chelsea, where there'd be a prevalence of gay men, or uh, Soho, um, where there would be these artists and hipsters. And I could distinctly see the different uh, style of clothing and how people would be expressing themselves. I've talked to you before about music genres when we were even growing up. You know, if someone was in the new wave, how they would look, um, you know, could be guys with eyeliner, makeup, um, you know, there was heavy metal hair bands, you know, I think about, you know, I was into the sort of the MC Hammer time period of those of those pants, I forget what you would call those pants. And, you know, people would go out and visually try to look like what they either wanted to attract or their interests or the music genres that they were into. And you could feel this visceral presentation of just human expression. And, yeah, the gaze, like, nowadays, since I don't see so much of that anymore... It's become very sort of bland.
0: I mean, I I guess I was going to say, it seems to me Mm -hmm. that, and and you do this too, that gay men dress well. I mean, they always have to look apart. They Mm -hmm. always have to make sure, and I'm sure, you know, they got to make sure that things are groomed, cut, trimmed, and, and off and stuff. Mm -hmm. Just because you never know.
1: Yeah, but you know what? But is it
0: not as prevalent as it used Mm
1: -hmm. to be? I want to say it's changing because I really think that the internet changed a lot of everything. Because as before, you didn't have this, uh, this space that people went to to sort of like help define themselves. They had to show on the street who it is that they were like for instance if, if you were a man who was gay or bisexual or interested you had what's to a, what's
0: what what is interest what is the
1: difference between gay bisexual and interested well let, let's just say curious you know you're just oh, okay. curious okay. like ah, okay. I'm, I'm just curious um and 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 you would for the most part have to dress apart or you just instinctually Mm -hmm. knew to dress apart you know if you want to go to a leather bar you dress in leather you don't you know dress up as you know Pollyanna right Right. and so um but people would have to confront themselves and where it is that they were going in person in real time and uh they, they would have to address that even if they wanted to um in their private lives they they wanted to not be out they wanted to you know be in the closet if you still wanted to meet a guy you had to go to the spaces in order to be, get there now with the internet like you don't you can you can just use an app mm-hmm. and you don't have to leave your apartment you don't have to go to the clubs you don't have to dress up you don't have to look the part and so what I see when I go out is just lots of people who I can't really actually distinguish anymore to a certain extent it's like everyone just looks like they just rolled off the couch (laughs) and they did they just rolled off there. I'm like I'm in freaking New York City and I'm seeing people wear things that look like it's a from a thrift store in Montana nothing against thrift stores in Montana I love thrift stores in Montana but it's like I'm not. Uh, it's just a different mentality, and so, like for instance, like you know, there's a lot of people that are you know worked up about like um, trans, for for example.
0: So, so uh, before we get talking into trans, sure. identify the differences between the all the letters, the LGBTQ, A I.
1: Yeah, L is lesbian, G is gay b is bisexual t is trans q is queer because you know um i've always found that one interesting because then it's kind of like you're part of the group but maybe you'll skip out (laughs) you know but you know but then you know even the like the gay community for, you know, all the, the the pronoun stuff that's put out there. There is a little window into how the gay community is also maybe a little fatigued by all of this because they put the plus after the Q and the plus is just like kind of etc. Like, we don't know what the next letter is going to be. And so... Getting back to a little bit of what I was talking about with fashion, and I know it might have seemed like I was going off on a tangent there, is that there I'm was gonna,
0: a... I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna tell you. Okay, tell I me. am gonna tell you because it's the LGBTQIA. See, oh I yeah, right. there's
1: the IA. I, yeah. There
0: is IA, right. and I is intersex. Sure. And A is asexual.
1: Oh my! Look, look, I've told four
0: allies. Okay, A can be asexual allies. Aromantic, mantic, aromantic, or a gender.
1: Oh my god! Look, I'm just gonna say for the record, and I know this will probably come back and like haunt me for like a job probably. interview someday. You're
0: or gonna something. be on the. You're
1: gonna be in Palermo. I'm, I'm be and in the gays are gonna come after you, and they're gonna kill me. Um, is the A like? Like the A, hey, I'm just like so. You've made you've made a concerted effort that you don't want to have sex. Like, are, do you? But then, you how are parade? you?
0: So, I, I guess that's a that's a. How can you say that you don't want to? I mean, you you're not interested in anybody in any sexual way. Right. But then, how can you be part of, you know, the lesbian, gay, bi, trans uh, group?
1: I don't know. I want to change it to C for like. At least I'm a conversationalist. Like, like I don't, I don't know what you're bringing to the party other than, like, um, you're gonna shut it all down.
0: (laughs) Like, I mean, I understand that you know they're trying to be inclusive and and make sure that no one's left out.
1: Yeah, but But the next thing you're
0: gonna have is is, you know, you're gonna put straight people in there too because
1: look to me, it's like you're going to a fabulous disco party and everyone has got the assignment to dress the part, put on the, you know, the, the Afro put on the, the Farrah Fawcett hair. Um, and then the asexuals show up and they want to square dance, <laughs> you know, I'm like let's put on a song to do do And I just want to be like, you know what? I'm, I know I need to embrace all the people, but if I embrace you, you might feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Like, don't touch me.
0: I mean, I I guess. Where is this going?
1: It's not going anywhere. Get away from me.
0: I I mean, I guess it's kind of one of those where, you know, I mean, we're on opposite sides of the country. I'm in a very conservative,
1: Mm.
0: you know, I'm I'm in a a conservative red state Mm -hmm. and you're in a very liberal blue state.
1: Yeah. So they say.
0: So they say. Yeah. and you know, people I mean Missoula is very liberal and very um, blue, but the rest of the state is, you know, not so much sometimes. Yeah. But like let's let's talk about the trans and and yeah. the you know um, people are afraid because I, I wanna say back, let let's go to the yesterday. I mean, there were still trans people right. back then, but right. it wasn't like the trans today.
1: Right. You know. Yeah, well well, first um look, I I um everyone's on their own journey. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone needs to be able to, you know, go on their own journey. I think people need to be curious. I need think people to experiment because sometimes you have to experiment to go like, no vagina is not for me. Right, right. You know, and then maybe there might be a moment where you know what this week vagina really was for me, and then after the next week it's like no, you know actually it's not for me, and um and you know and I don't want to make it sound like people are just you know um uh, vessels for consumerism, but you know just going back to my dog analogy, anyway I digress, you know when I look at our sort of generation of time in terms of like music. I think the thing about music and all the different genres of music is that people were able to experiment with identity without having to really specifically name it.
0: Back in the 70s, 80s, you know, there was a lot of experimentation and no one came out and had to like, I have to identify as this. Right. You know, when when somebody says, I don't know if it ever came up in conversation. Are you straight? Are you gay? And, and it was never... It was never really a, a conversation. It
1: well was... and the thing that I I do like about expression is that it's uh, it's just an expression. And you know, um you know, I think of I remember the first time I saw Boy George (laughs) on Solid Gold.
0: Gold, The Solid Gold dancers. Remember Solid Gold? Oh my
1: my gosh, that needs to I wanted to be a Solid Gold dancer. I wanted to be uh, Danny Terrio. And I felt, Mm. you know, and I understand when people say representation matters because, you know, Danny Terrio, the Mm. main dancer headliner on the show, we had the same name. You know, I'm a Danny. He's a Danny. I saw a future for myself, you know. That was dance fever. Danny Terrier was dance fever? Danny Terrier was dance fever. Oh, wait, but what was Dance Fever? Oh
0: my god, you didn't watch Dance Fever? I probably did. Oh, I know you did because if you were around me at any point in time, you watched it.
1: Oh and yeah, Dance Fever, 1979 to 1985. Yeah. But wasn't he ever on was he ever on Solid Gold? I mean, Solid Gold was like Marilyn McCoo. Which one was she on? Oh, she was on Solid Gold. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I also wanted to be Marilyn McCoo. You know what? Can we get back to representation matters? I'm sorry. I, I got. Marilyn I Koo. know.
0: I got all up on
1: Danterio. So anyway, you and no, Danterio you're... had the same name. So yeah, well, you know, when, when when you're a kid, you know, you merge it all together. Um, um, and uh, but yeah, you know, like I I. I just remembered I'm taking it back to Boy George on Solid Gold. maybe Boy George was actually on dance fever. I think it was No, he was so, probably on Solid Gold. Solid Gold. And I remember And yes, think- Danny
0: Terio was on and it's Denny D-E-N-E-Y Terrio. Just a second. Danny Terio? Yes, it's not Danny Terrio.
1: Oh my god, I heard it wrong my whole life. But you know what? I heard it wrong <laughs> because the voices told me this is about you.
0: Yeah, well, he was on solid gold as well. So you are
1: well i never was asked to write his name in cursive so i remember it how i remember it um but um boy george we're, we're learning so much okay so boy george so um i'm an income poop <laughs> you guys can google that no but um um so yeah i remember watching boy george going like oh i'm so fascinated with this woman wait it's not a no. woman yeah oh no no it's a guy or it's something different and i do remember asking my mom like what is Boy George? And I, I don't even think she knew where I was right. coming from. And but um, Boy George had the name Boy in front, so mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I guess a boy. But either which way, at some point, I, I I stopped thinking about it so much, and I was just like, I just, I just think he's fabulous. Now,
0: well, that's how people were in the seventies with David Bowie and Ziggy Stardust.
1: Right now, today, by today's standards, there would probably be an interviewer who would ask, you know, you know, what are you? Right, right. Name me a pronoun.
0: Whereas back then it was like, oh my God, you're fabulous.
1: And to a certain extent, look, every older generation will always think they're better than the younger generation. And I will say that I, the thing that I like and preferred about finding oneself through a music genre is that trends change, Mm -hmm. you know, your interest in music changes. So when I do hear people get worked up about the trans issue, um, you know, I try to just remind people, hey, you know what? This also might be a phase for someone, right. and this is like they're they're going through their cure phase. Uh, they might stick with the cure phase. They might stick with the new wave phase. I mean, I was in the banana phase for quite some time, and so you know, people should be just sort of allowed right. to find themselves.
0: Yeah.
1: And. Um,
0: but that, I think that's one of those those things that. You know again back back in the day, you didn't you could go through your phases and nobody really paid I mean they paid attention, but it wasn't, oh well, no, you said you were this, but now, when people go through their phases, I mean it's like, oh yeah, but you said you were this, and then if you decide to change it right. at the end of that phase and you've you know you've moved on to something else, right you know you're opposer you're you know you're all these things and i just i guess people i almost think that people had a better understanding and more what's the word i'm looking for a more like they were more tolerable and just let people go and 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 find themselves and be themselves whatever that may lead them to than today because I think with because we have all the social media and everybody wants their 15 minutes and plus and
1: well well also I think I think there's sort of the yin and the yang to what's happening on the internet. Cause look, I came to New York City and part of the reason why I came to New York City was the information I would learn through homophobia. Now, I'm not one who's always viewed homophobia as um, a terribly horrible thing, because all it is is like fear of homos, fear of gays. And, you know, you can you can fear spiders and then decide that spiders are okay. So I don't when I see people say that's homophobic, um, I'm like, okay, let's bring down the temperature maybe it is a little homophobic maybe that joke was a little homophobic but like i don't know if that's necessarily giving me um, a problem but i let homophobia inform me so when people would be like oh the gays live in the city then i'm like oh i should go to the city Thank, thank you. Thank you for a oh little bit. Of All
0: respect. the gays are hanging out at the diner. Right on. Which diner?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which diner? Like, when can I show up between the hours? I'll be like this time and this time. I mean, look, when I was living with my uncle in Boston, um, the guy that was living above him, he pulled out a map and he pointed like, this is where the gays are. You don't want to go to this part of Boston. And I was just like, mm, I'm going to, in my mind, I'm like, yes, tomorrow, first thing in the morning. <laughs> It will be there. Thank you. Time to be open. <laughs> thank you for informing me. Right. Um. And but I think we today there is like so much information on the Internet that there's this yin and this yang that on the opposite end, people get like so personally outraged by everything. And it, it, it's just like, I guess it's the balance to the crazy Yeah, you know, because I mean, I mean, I I said this before um, and I'll say it again. You know, the Internet isn't regulated, so you can go on there. You can figure out how to make a bomb. You can find porn. You can like, you know, find every single conspiracy theory you can ever think of. And when you have kids who are not being, you know, supervised or, you know, because basically it's like, you know, If a kid was reading a book in the corner, unless you see the cover of the book, you have no idea what is in that book. Um, You know, kids are in the corners. I mean, I have a a family member. I'll just say a nephew. And one day, you know, I said to him, like, what what are you doing? And he's like, I'm on Reddit. I'm like, you're on Reddit? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, and he's like, at the time, he was like 12 years old. And I'm like, what are you doing on Reddit? He's like, oh, I'm like doing meme history. And I'm like, what is meme history? And I'm like, I'm like, so you're getting history through memes that people are writing a catchphrase on a picture. I'm like, this is not how you really take in history. Um, And I think when it comes to issues like trans, mm-hmm. right? I think there's a lot of people, whether it's trans or gay or whatever it is, they don't feel the need to necessarily leave their town to find their people because now they can just find their people on the internet in the same small town that they're in. And so what's happening is that there's a flood of information that's coming at everyone at the same time. If you lived in like Dillon, Montana, where I lived, like you, people could sit around and say, oh, the gays are in the city. And then I could just take my butt to New York city and then live my life, and then nobody in Dillon, Montana knows what I'm doing, the gay bars I'm going to, the craziness that I'm seeing, or whatever. But now, like, if there are people that it's like, oh, well, I'm going to be gay right here in Dilla, Montana, that's great. But now, like, the town, and I'm just using Dillon as an example, um, is now dealing with something that they could sort of shoo away before. And mm-hmm. so on one hand, it's like people are dealing with things that, they didn't have to deal with before um and so there's that thing and but then on the other hand it's like uh do they have to deal with these things you know like because i've heard stories about people you know in small towns upset about how are we dealing with the trans issue and then people saying well do we have any trans people in our town and then there's like the sound of crickets because no one has stepped forth And so it's like, okay, maybe this issue isn't like happening right now in your town, but it's great that you're thinking about it, you know, and you want to discuss it. Um, But it's this influx and then everyone now can play the expert. I mean, I guess sometimes I know sometimes I do it. Um, No, you you don't. Never. Because no one is uh, really overseeing the Internet so people can find whatever it is they want to find. I got in an argument one day with this gal who, you know, she was telling me about what she perceived was uh, a racist word against uh, black folks. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, what's the word? And she's like, Pinoy. And I'm like, "Panoi," I know that word. That's a Filipino word. And it means guy and Panay means girl. And she's like, no, that's not what it means. And I'm like, what do you mean? And, you know, she ended up telling me that she saw on a website that that's a word to designate, you know, darker skinned people. And I'm like, that, that's not what the word means. But someone decided on the Internet, that's what this word means.
0: If anybody takes a word or a symbol and decides that they're going to make it mean something different. And then they put it out into the Internet and it catches on. I mean, you know how the Internet works? I mean, my yeah. gosh, one idiot says something. And the next thing you know, everybody's like, oh, well, that's gospel. And that's what that's reality. So-, so like,
1: well, so so, so, get this. So uh, trans is now you know a, a word that gets talked about a lot it's even mm-hmm. been talked about by a president i believe biden was one of the first presidents to address the word trans uh, maybe obama did but it's been within like the last couple uh, presidencies right. um and um when i first came to new york i would get flyers from uh, what I perceived were drag queens, but they were probably also um, trans, but maybe drag queens, you know, um, on the side. And it's like, come to our party. And it would be these flyers that said tranny chaser parties. And so because I was just curious as to like, you know, what was this all about? I would then go to that bar on whatever that night was from the flyer. And um, yeah, it would be... I thought it was, you know, drag queens, but then I was like, wow, everyone is like, you know, um, I saw breasts and I'm like, these are like really well thought out costumes. And then I ended up realizing at some point, I was like, oh, I guess these are transsexuals. Like like no one was like, you know, giving me the, the guidebook. But I do remember thinking that the word Tranny was probably derogatory. I felt like it. It it, right. it read as derogatory. So when the trans movement had started, it took me a little bit of time to actually adopt the word because I thought even the phrase trans was derogatory. But as of now, it is the term to use. And then, um, um, you know, uh, I've sometimes had an issue with people who are non. Binary because I remember before you go to
0: to non-binary you can be trans but not be gay
1: you can be a drag queen and not be gay Mm -hmm. sure and and and, you know and here's the thing is that like when I feel as if like my confusion is getting to be too much I just stop (laughs) and I'm like pause pause um, is so and so happy, they seem happy. Right. You know what? Then I don't have to do any more work.
0: Well, and that comes and that comes down to, you know, everybody gets so riled up about things that don't affect them.
1: Right.
0: You know, I'm sitting here in Lolo, Montana, and there's not a whole lot of trans and drag queens and ends up here.
1: Missoula. But thing. I I think to a certain extent, you know, sexuality has become, you know, the acceptance has become more commonplace that it's not as specific now. I mean, I can just tell you going to the nightclubs now in New York city, it's not as specific anymore. And there was something very divine at one point to know if you're going to this club, this is how people are probably going to dress. This is how people are going to look. And this is what the vibe is going to be. And now the vibe is more like, I just rolled out of bed. (laughs) And it's just like, okay. But then also like, and this is kind of going back to what I was saying a little bit before, is that I feel that now kids of this generation are more interested in the title of the pronoun as opposed to just the expression of the feeling. And so then people get upset if you tell them the wrong pronoun. And I was, you know, I was about to say before that I used to joke when I was younger, that if someone was very involved, I would say she thinks the world revolves around them. Right. So I would turn the singular into the plural. Now, with some of the non-binary, they want to be the plural, which, look, I, I, I'm cool with, with however you want to be called, whatever it is that you want to be. I'm, I'm like, There for you but you need to give me time to remember how it is that you want to be called because for me in the same way that i thought that trans and tranny was like offensive now i'm being told trans is the new standard whereas with non-binary i used to think anyone who would call themselves they wanted to be the queen of the universe (laughs) And um, now hello. <laughs> taken. Um. Um. So even on the even on the LGBTQ end, we also need to uh, not be so rigid because these things are changing. Right. I mean, this type of like rigid terminology was not around in the 90s. And I specifically remember, like, in the 92, 93, 94, there was a push. I would see T-shirts that would say, you know, it would say straight, and it would be crossed out. Gay, it would be crossed out. Bi, it would be crossed out. And then underneath, it would say human. And so the idea was, like, we don't need labels. And now the thinking is we need labels for everything. Everything, and I yeah. But if you think about labels in your profession, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're often like essential that you know where the glitter is, right? You know that the glitter is in the storage container that's not um, Post-Its. I feel like with the internet, we've got been given so much information that then people have to now figure out how to label things to give things structure. So I so think what, I, so,
0: so what about? I mean, I'm going to take this to. Is it it a form of branding? Is it a form of marketing yourself?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know. And also, look, I'm going to put some of this on the Kardashians because, (laughs) you know, with the Kardashians and also with like Internet filters, there is this idea that we can just create whoever it is that we want to be. And so, look, there is a part of the, you know, the pronoun initiatives where I'm like, okay, this is what we're saying now, but is this going to, you know, change later on? Because even like there's been a push for people to use the term two spirits right. um, okay. off of indigenous people. But then two spirits implies man, woman, there's a male. That, but then there's another part of the LGBT community that is like, um, no, we don't want to use you know, that there's just male, just female, we want to use that there's variety. There could be another term that comes out. And so I feel like, look, I'm willing to go with the flow, but I don't think some people in my community need to be so upset if other people are not, you know, jumping on board right away. And, you know, and that's the way the internet acts. If something's been hashtagged, and put out there you need to a lot of people are like you need to follow suit and if you don't follow suit well then you're part of a dinosaur generation which is like nazis white supremacists horrible people oppression and it's like you have to move you have to move you have to go with the flow and you know and then there's people that have lived up to like 90 years old and they're like i've seen so much change make me (laughs) you know make me This is what I want all people to think about, that the trans issue, for example, is just a sliver of where it is that we're potentially going, because what is on the other part of the horizon is AI, artificial intelligence, and what's on the other side of that is advancements in um technology and also medicines in which you know maybe we can decide the gender of our children maybe we can decide the race of the children maybe we can decide you know a lot of different stuff and so you know we're given more opportunities to do more variety and what does that mean that we're stepping away from and so I mean, I'm really big into sci-fi, so I'm down for the whole fantasy of a lot of stuff. I mean, look, if if you gave me a device in which all I had to do was press a button and I could change my race, my gender, my size, my age, you know, whether I was a human or an animal, like, I mean, I would do it. I mean, one of the reasons why I like being an actor and being interested in the actor is I don't want to be myself okay <laughs> I like the idea of being other people having other experiences but I also know that there's a certain aspect of that that is a fantasy and I guess I always think that I will resort back down to me at some point or mm-hmm. you know what was forced on me <laughs> this redheaded self that I am I just feel like this is just the beginning of a lot more of introspection. And I bet you 10 to 1 in like six years, all of this outrage over bathrooms and trans issues is going to be nothing because there's going to be something else on the other side that is going to make people go, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay,
0: but possibly Mm -hmm. because... (laughs) So what about when we had segregation? Is it is it the same thing? And are we truly out of that yet? It seems like, but, mm-hmm. you, you know, we went through this whole separate bathroom, separate water fountain, separate parts of the bus, the whole, the whole shebang, um, not being able to go to certain restaurants. And is that
1: what we're headed towards with the trans community? Well, you know, it's interesting because let's put it this way, at least from my research, I feel like both sides, if there's two sides, they both have uh, some, I would say, some. I would say some bad choices on both sides. Mm-hmm. I mean, first of all, anyone who lives in a house that has a mother, a father, a brother, a sister, <laughs> I mean, a cousin, you know, like we've all shared a household bathroom. it's like 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 why are people freaked out about this there's been some activist groups that have pushed to have separate bathrooms because the fear of being arrested for using quote-unquote the wrong bathroom and which look for me if if i was if i was a trans woman i would not want to use a third sex bathroom like i would want to use the woman's bathroom
0: Well, I guess, I guess that's, that's, and that's a whole nother thing. I mean, if you've got a third sex bathroom, then does that mean anybody can use that? And then you have the same issue. Well, I mean,
1: ultimately I'm just like, I know, I know. It's like, people need to be able to shit in peace. (laughs) Like we just, how is it that at, it's like embarrassing to a certain extent like how did we get to this point where people are so worked up over who's taking a shit where like do you want people taking in the women's bathrooms their stalls well okay yeah, the doors but see, see the feminist side of me here's uh-huh. the feminist side the feminist side of me does want some type of acceptance uh not acceptance um What word am I looking for? Um, Because like for a lot of like men's bathrooms, they'll just have the the upright urinals and the guys can go in, whip it out, and then they're in and out. And like, you know, if you're at any sporting event, like the women's bathroom, like the line is so long. Hey, concert, the line is so long. And I have gone
0: when the men's room has no line, I have gone in the men's room.
1: Okay, but the question is, have you used the upright urinal? wouldn't you like to know
0: <laughs> i think i think that's impeding in, in on my rights there <laughs> i mean
1: but, i mean it's just like like I mean, I mean what is the alternative like people are just like take it to the street i mean like it's it's just crazy like if, if people just come from the the point of humanity we just need to be kind to one another And just go from there. I feel like they can find the answers. But if it's going to be like, you know, and I do feel as if we need to allow people to voice their fears. Right. Because, I mean, fear sometimes is a good thing, you know. So, like, fear also informs us on, okay, now... If you're really, really threatened by trans, then I have to sometimes ask, like, um, is there something about yourself that you're not very confident in your own identity? Because I got to tell you, I got to tell you, growing up, half the dudes that want to, like, beat me up. They want to stick their tongue down my throat later on. And so (laughs) it's like, there's plenty of people that like, I punch you and then I want to make love to you, but then I'm going to punch you. Hmm. You know, there's a, you know, that's in my community.
0: I guess it's, it's just the thought of because someone dresses or has a certain belief system you know, I, I just I guess I don't understand. I mean, I I mm-hmm. mean, we go back to the first drag show that you ever took me to. I don't understand what is scary. Is it just because they're different? If because they're that fabulous that you're intimidated because you could never do makeup that well?
1: Well, you know, I, I mean, I do think to a certain extent, drag queens are supposed to be scary I mean you know it's something because when RuPaul's Drag Race came out I knew it was an awesome beautiful thing but I also knew like ooh this is going to cause issue because look there is an aspect of misogyny that happens in drag Uh, there's but there's a lot of comedy that happens in drag I mean we're talking about a, a visual art that basically is saying that everything that we think about like sexual identity is sort of a farce in terms of like, you know, it's one thing that we have in our head that a woman wears high heels. When you see like a six foot five male who has like a 12 foot foot in heels and then with um extreme makeup because it's usually extreme, right? right it's usually right, extreme right. makeup, it's usually like extreme brasses, extreme everything. Um, and it's in a way you know, uh, poking fun at the patriarchy, right. it's doing a lot, you know. It, but, it's, how many,
0: but how many drag queens? I mean, it's it's a profession,
1: they're performing, right, right?
0: So how many just walk around on a daily, you know, when they're not right. working, right? you know, they're going to the grocery store. Right. To drag. right. Most of them, that's their job. They perform at a club or, you know, someplace that, you know, everybody who's so worried about drag Queens influencing their children, right. well, don't bring your children to a nightclub at midnight, you know? Well,
1: also, I mean, most kids don't get it. I mean, I look, there will yeah. there will be some that, um, and there will probably be the young gay boys right. um, who are are already figuring it out, you know, at a very young age. Uh, like, oh, I know what's going on here. But, like, when we were talking about before, like, I didn't know, I think it was like uh, 10, 12, 13. Yeah. I didn't know what was going necessarily on with Boy George, like it didn't read to me. Right, right. I just knew that there was something interesting happening there. Right. I mean, when I think of Warner Brother cartoons and like Bugs uh, Bunny, Bugs Bunny, or like uh Wily e. Coyote and you know, Roadrunner and I mean, even if you know it's like Wiley e. Coyote and then a piano falls on his head or a truck falls on his head, I'm not actually thinking that if I go out and someone drops a piano on my head, like I'm going to live through any of that and then there's usually like commentary that's happening that is very adult but kids aren't getting it but it's kind of like a wink to the parents it's a wink to any adult who's in the room right and i feel like with you know drag queens it's a lot of winking it is <laughs> it's a lot with those lashes you know
0: let's let's talk about the theater way way back before they let women perform it. Oh, right shakespeare you know, all the all the men played the women part women's parts
1: look you know? at our forefathers our look forefathers you know they all wore wigs
0: our... they wore makeup
1: they wore heels I mean it was a thing and, and also wasn't that because of syphilis yeah wasn't that you I know I have, that, to, there was I, I some,
0: have to... yeah there was some weird thing
1: because a lot of people like back in the day they were wearing like wigs and makeup because they're trying to cover up <laughs> the old syphilis <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I mean, look at George. I mean, George Washington, you know, he's wearing a wig. He's wearing what? A kitten heel. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, and this is why, like, I, I mean, I can actually sympathize with everybody on this. I can sympathize with people freaking out about like these things that are changing in my community. I get it. But then I can also sympathize with people who were like, you know what, this is who I am don't judge me, I want to be this, I want to be, you know, who it is that I, I am what I am, then it's like, do that. Right. You know? And um, well, yeah. and people are always going to be curious. They're yeah. just going to be curious. I mean, I wouldn't have probably had certain sexual escapades that I did if it wasn't for the other guy being curious. Right. Because... There have been some of the guys that I have been with over the years who um, I've checked up on. They pop up on my Facebook or whatever, LinkedIn. And it's like, oh, he's married now to a woman and has six children. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I, I I didn't see that happening. And well, then I also.
0: I mean, like, what do what you, you're like, was I a phase? Did <laughs> I Did I turn them straight? I mean, what happened there?
1: Well, also now I'm at, I think, um, at least two. I think there might have been a third person who I've been with back in the day who is now transitioned. Oh, really? And so I guess I really should say that the number of women that I've been with is actually, it's gone up. You know, (laughs) it's the numbers have gone up, you know. That's good. It's like before your number was smaller. Are you lying now? Nope. You can look it up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, I mm-hmm. know. I know. Y'all, we go through this. Dan, Dan and I like spend hours on the phone together.
1: And oh, it, just, it just
0: like escalates. And so, again, last thoughts.
1: Last thoughts.
0: Last thoughts. Sum it um, up in, in two sentences.
1: In two sentences. My life ain't over, damn it. And there's a lot of living to do. And some of us are cool with a glass of wine at the moment, while other people are really going through it. And so my recommendation to people is you want to lower down your heart rate. I know you said two sentences. You wanna, you wanna think about your own health, and if something is working you up, like a trans person, just you know, open up a bottle of wine, drink a little bit. I mean, I like a nice pinot, and just be like, you know what? I'm I'm just gonna sit with me. I'm going to sit with me and I'm going to, I'll think about this later. I'll think about these LGBTQ elemental P plus people later. You don't have to take it all on, but this is my final thought. You never know when you're going to be on the side of the highway with a flat tire and you don't have a spare and in a bus of drag Queens are going to pull up.
0: You love that movie. And Exactly. Priscilla Queen of the Desert, in case you weren't you don't know exactly. the record. If anyone has any thoughts and would like to contribute to this conversation, by all means, mm-hmm. wherever you're listening, sometimes there's a comment section. If you go to the website, ericasherik.com, you know, contact me and 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 let's talk. I'm sure, you can find
1: me on Instagram and Facebook. And, and at- if you and if you have a dick pic, you can send it to me. <laughs> there we go
0: and if you're if you're in new york area (laughs) his grinder handle is
1: (laughs) exactly exactly Exactly.
0: all right so yeah reach out let's let's talk about this if if you're if you're scared to death of of the trans and and the drag queens and the gays hey contact us and let's talk about a little bit and And we can do another one
1: And I do think your next episode to take it to the next gay level should be Diana Ross versus Beyonce, old school versus new school. Uh And then watch your comment section blow up. It's going to get, it's going to get vicious. All right. It's going to, you're probably gonna have to change your name and your pronoun. Okay. I'm just telling you right now, I'm going to line you up with the doctor. All right.
0: Okay. Thanks for listening. And, um, you can find me on, you know, wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.